0: Hello, thanks for joining the Hoosier Myths and Legends podcast. I'm Rebecca Wilhelm.
1: I'm Mary Quigley. And I'm Hope Wilhelm. Join us as we dive into the spookier side of the Hoosier state. So what comes to your mind when you think of Indiana? Do
0: you think of corn? Do you think of basketball? Do you think of the Indianapolis 500? Maybe you think of famous celebrities who were born in Indiana, like John Mellencamp or Michael Jackson. But as the saying
2: goes, there is more than corn in Indiana. 92 counties make up the Hoosier state. In this podcast, we are going to discuss some Indiana folklore from each of these counties. If you're into tall tales, ghosts, or spooky legends, then this is a podcast you are not going to want to miss. In this
0: episode, we will explore a legend from just outside of North Vernon in
1: Jennings County, Indiana. If you dig deep enough into researching monster legends, you will soon see that most cultures have their very own version of a Bigfoot or Sasquatch, as Canadians refer to this creature. There are also many different depictions and many different theories on what it could be. Some people believe that it's an ape-like animal. Others believe it's some type of uninvolved human. Still, there are those who believe that these legends are nothing more than some elaborate prank or a hoax. According to the Live Science website, more than a quarter of Americans believe that such a monster does in fact exist. Many Hoosiers have no idea that our state is home to such a legend. Next time you are fishing at the Crossley Fish and Wildlife Area, located in southern Jennings County, you may just want to keep your eyes open and be very aware of your surroundings. Since 1958, the woods surrounding Crossley Wildlife Refuge in Jennings County have believed to have been the home of Indiana's own Bigfoot. In this episode, we are going to discuss the creature that Hoosiers have nicknamed the Crossley Monster.
2: Department of Natural Resources website, the Crosley Fish and Wildlife Area is a 4,228 acre park that is a popular spot for fishing and for viewing wildlife. The park is a great spot for fishing with 13 ponds that are anywhere from 2 to 14 acres. There are also seven miles of the Muscatutuk River that flow through this peaceful refuge.
0: 80% of the park
1: is a heavily wooded area. The website also says that the property has lots of rolling hills. The park is really beautiful and a peaceful spot to spend your day for sure. Unless, of course, you happen to cross paths with a seven or eight foot tall ape-like creature with yellow eyes, who many believe has made the park his home.
2: So the legend that circulates around the internet and social media begins with a group of four boys who had decided to spend a few hours at the Crosley Park to fish and hang out. The boys had
0: spent their entire day fishing and enjoying a lot of laps on the banks of the Muscatatuck River.
1: Hours passed and the sun had set. The boys thought it would be fun to do a little moonlight fishing, but after a while, they decided to pack their things up. As they pulled their fishing lines from behind them, they heard the trees moving as if someone was walking.
2: Not being too alarmed, the boys figured that it was a deer or some other wildlife, they continue to gather the things until one of them looks up. Standing
0: a few feet ahead of them behind some trees, the boys see what appears to be an ape-like creature. It's about seven or eight feet tall and has yellow eyes that seem
1: to be glowing in the moonlight. The eyes are staring down at the boys. One of the boys gets the courage to use his flashlight to see what kind of animal this could be. When the boy shines the light into the face, he sees that the creature is covered in matted fur and it has yellow fangs.
2: The flashlight seems to make the creature angry. It's able to rip a tree out of the ground and fling it aside. Seeing this,
0: the boys run off terrified, but unlike most of the Bigfoot legends from other areas around the globe, this creature takes off running after the group of boys. Only the creature does
1: not run on two legs. It takes off after the boys running on all four. Somehow the boys are able to outrun this thing. The entire time they're running for their lives, they can hear the creature grunting and making noises as it chases them. This creature does not catch the boys, and they make it safely back to their car. They turn around And when they get to the car, they do not see the creature behind them. They get into the car and they hear it howling in the moonlight. And so begins the legend of what would
0: be known as the Crossley Monster. According to a North Vernon Plain Dealer Sun article, the legend has been around since 1958. An October 24, 2011 article written by Bryce Mayer entitled Halloween Monster Story.
1: The former manager for Crossley Fish and Wildlife Area, Larry Alsop, is interviewed. In the article, Alsop claims that in 1958, a man dressed in an ape costume, hid near the green bridge that's located inside the park, he would jump out and scare people. Alsop believes that the stories of the monster are a hoax that
2: started this prank. Something else in this newspaper article stood out to me. The article gives an account of four boys who had an encounter with the creature as recent as 2006. The account sounds eerily similar to the one that is often seen going around on social media.
0: You're right, Aunt Mary. The version in Mayer's article is very similar to the stories I've seen. Instead of taking place along the river, this story takes place along the Hurston Pond
1: located inside of the Crossley Park. So according to Mayer's article, one evening in July of 2006, four boys, Corey Molkin, Terry Snyder, Clint Mast and Robert Evans came out to Crossley for a night of fishing and camping. Instead their paths crossed with a creature they could not explain.
2: In this account the creature made itself known around 11pm in the evening. Like the story before the creature was estimated
0: to be around 7 feet tall and have yellow glowing eyes and is covered in fur. And just
1: like the story we told at the beginning this creature chases the boys but did not catch them.
2: The article does give an account of the area that the boys saw the creature. Hasten Pond, Indiana 7, and Grayford Road, which I thought was pretty interesting. It's also crazy to me that one of the boys had an encounter with this
1: creature not once, but twice. Yes, Mayer's article has an interview with the Corey Mulalkin, who unfortunately had a second encounter with this creature while squirrel hunting.
2: Yes, and I think it's interesting that he was in a different area of the park, but across from where Highway 7 is. If you bring it up on the Google map,
1: it is not very far from where his first encounter was, though. So Corey hears this thing scream, and he realizes that it's making the same sound on a tape that he had heard at a lecture that he had attended in Columbus, Indiana, after the very first encounter. The lecture was given by Larry Batson, who is a wildlife educator from Putnam County.
2: I thought it was interesting that in Mayer's article, Batson says he believes the four boys' encounter was real. I think it's also worth noting that according to the article, he has researched evidence not only in Indiana, but all over the United States.
0: I also think it's interesting that although the Crossley monster is the most well-known there, there have been sightings in
1: other areas of Indiana of a creature fitting this description. Yes, according to a Washington, Indiana newspaper called the Washington Times Herald, there have been other sightings around the state as well. In an article titled, Cryptid of Indiana, by Heather Burmer, she mentions the sightings of two others, one up in Michigan City that was seen in December of 1839, and another was seen in June of 1860 in Carroll County, Indiana. That sighting, according to a newspaper account, caused a posse of 300 to gather and try to look for the creature.
2: That same article mentions the sighting in 1837 in the Boonville area as well. Wow, that's crazy to think that these creatures being
1: spotted all over. So what do you think is going on out there?
2: I have no clue, but it's kind of freaky. If you look at social media, there are all kinds of reports of seeing this creature. I think there's more reports out there and that some people may be scared to
1: come forward. Well, in the mayor article, the wildlife expert said that police in Ohio believed a Bigfoot had been hit by a semi, but they were ordered not to talk about
2: it.
0: It's interesting for sure. I believe it's maybe some type of
1: animal that has not been identified yet. It's either an animal that is really good at
2: hiding all of these years, or could be the best prank ever. If you decide to go out to the Crosley Fish and Wildlife Area to research this legend yourself, Please be respectful of the wildlife and nature. Do you have a Crosley monster sighting to tell? Have you seen anything strange along the Muskegon River? We would love to hear about it. Please send us an email to Hoosier Myths and Legends at gmail.com. We may use it in a later episode. In the email, let us know if you wish to remain anonymous.
0: see our source material, please visit our website,
2: whosyourmissandlegends.com. Please find us and follow us on Facebook or on Instagram. Our theme song was written and recorded by Wet Blanket. The song title is Taxidermy Race Car. Wet Blanket is frontman Joseph Carpenter, lead guitar Earl Wilhelm, rhythm guitar Joshua Carpenter, bass Parker Warman, and drums Christian Kittle.
1: We are so excited to see all of the positive feedback on our episodes. We really appreciate our listeners. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us through. Thank you for tuning in to Who's Your Myths and Legends.
0: As always, stay spooky.